This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Morena no Maikiti Korero, welcome to the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo Irarangi Ona Tangata o Manawatu. Uh, as I said yesterday when we got off uh, the interview with Helen Warboys from Manawatu District Council, today we're going to be turning our attention to Palmerston North City Council and finding out uh, how we are coping uh, locally with the latest lockdown. And on the phone we have Jason McDowell, Head of Risk and Resilience for the Palmerston North City Council. Uh, he's responsible for emergency management functions and he has been in the emergency operations centre this week. He has his finger on the pulse. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad at all. So uh, let's cast our mind back to last Wednesday. I don't know if you did the same thing as me where you saw, on, I think I saw it on Facebook actually, uh, a, a community case had been discovered. Uh, at that, oh, yes. at that <laughs> point, did you go... Oh, okay. Here we go. We're back on. Or was there a bit of hope there still? Um, I, I certainly went. Hmm, let's hope this doesn't develop any further, um, and that we can contain it. Very similar to the uh, the Wellington situation, but um, unfortunately, not to be the case. No, not at all. And actually, yesterday, uh, the after the, the briefing, we had uh, 41 new cases. So the new cases are still coming in. But at, at the same time, they appear to be all linked. We seem to, well, I mean, we've got a list of over 400 locations of interest now, and everything still seems to be touch wood in Auckland and Wellington. So th- th- this is the abundant sense of caution that the, the government has talked about a lot, isn't it? It, it certainly is, and hey, look, I think it, it's still the right thing to um, to do, and, and obviously those um, key key messages that the government keeps um, sharing about um, making sure you're scanning in everywhere and um, and, and regularly checking the those websites, um, certainly the COVID nineteen website or the health website, to make sure that you're aware of where, where the yeah where what the, the current locations of interest are and if you've been there then doing the right thing and, and getting a test done um, and, and speaking to Healthline. Um, there's certainly some very key messages um, that I, I can't stress enough because the sooner as a, as a country we can uh, get on top of this and um, the, the better for, for everybody really. Indeed. And uh, I mean, the the community response seems to have been quite good. I know I went to uh, NPR uh, a few days ago and the queue for the testing cent- uh, station on Main Street was, was round the block. People are obviously taking this messaging seriously. Um, that seems to have calmed down now, or is that more to do with better management of the vehicles? Um, I think it's a wee bit of both. Um, I've been regularly speaking with the the local DHB here, and 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 they are responding appropriately to ensure that if 
they need to open up more lanes that they they help them get through cars and um, they've got good traffic management plans in place there. I equally um, drove past and saw uh, that queue of traffic, and I was I was really really proud to be farming, um, and to to see that that type of response to going to get tested. Um, I've driven past it another time, and and there's been very few people in the testing queue. So it's it's really good that the residents of Palmy are responding well and. If they're not feeling well, going to get a test and, and staying at home, um, which is which is just brilliant. Those locations of interest are very much uh, concentrated in Auckland and Wellington, but we did have that uh, more local Bulls location. Uh, w- did that flag anything at the Emergency Operations Centre or, or with your neighbours at, at the Horizons ECC in terms of uh, enacting any plans? Um, certainly... Um a lot of hope that it was just going to not eventuate to anything, um, certainly for our, our region, um, and, and that sort of hope that it wasn't going to, we weren't going to become a cluster. Um, and, and I think, fingers crossed, um, we could be coming out of the woods um, and not not in that position um, of being a, being a cluster like, like we we're experiencing up in Auckland, obviously, but um, look, it, it certainly had a lot of concern for people. Um, Bulls as part of the Rangitiki um, District Council, so that particular team uh, were um, obviously supporting health um, in the area um, to make sure there was testing available and um, and, and supporting uh, those those that community as well, which was really great to see. Indeed. Um... <laughs> How 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 is the team coping this time? Because the, the, the I guess the first time round, uh, eighteen months ago, uh, obviously there would have been a bit of a, a adrenaline involved. There would have been finding your way, but there was also a, a fairly clear roadmap uh, in terms of duration. We we found out from the outset we were going to be in lockdown for a number of weeks. That that gave your emergency operations team a chance to engage with welfare agencies and plan for the long haul. This one's very different in that you can't plan too far ahead because the extensions are only two or three days at a time. Is that making things more complicated for you? Um, not necessarily more complicated. I, the unknown is, is, is very common in, in emergency management. Um, I guess the the ability to do we need more staff available or do we continue with a smaller team that we currently have um, how do we ensure that we protect our people um, and the um, ECC um, staff um, as well to, to be able to respond? So, uh, like as a, as a team, we've we've got a, a relatively small team in the building, um, but we've got a, a good team that's remote. Um, and then we're also working alongside some of our BAU um, colleagues um, who are those that are able to work from home. Are, are, Helping and participating in the best way they can, um, but in, like in terms of planning, it's um, it's all going going well. We've been here before. Um, we've we've working in with uh, obviously MSD is the lead agency for welfare, so there's not a great deal of pressure from um, from that sense for us. Um, we're certainly there to help support um, MSD or um, certainly in particularly um, the health. Uh, response as well. So it, it's a very different response to what we had last year. 
um, in terms of planning for for what it is, I guess it, it would be great to have a bit of certainty, but it, we just have to be agile in this space at the moment. How so? Just in a bit more detail, then, because Helen Warboys was saying the same thing yesterday that, um, in essence, Manawatu District Council's uh, EOC was basically uh, a conduit for people to gain access to the support they needed through MSD. Um, is is that working as well? I I would have thought that you know uh, council staff and and people on the ground that know this area well would be able to respond better than a government agency. Um, I've, MSD have spent, uh, they've had obviously 18 months of, of planning and from what I can see and, and reports and the relationships we have with MSD, they're certainly saying they're, they're doing really well. Um, there's always going to be extra people that need extra help and MSD are get up to assist in that, in that space. Um, there's still local people that are helping local local people so that it's probably different. It's not somebody from a different part of the country that's necessarily helping our local team. There's still some great people that are out working um, in their um, essential services sort of space to, to help these, um, our community, which is really great. Um, but I think MSD are, are doing a great job. Um, they certainly aren't showing any any concerns around being able to support the community and, and they're aware that we're the um, appeared to help us if required. Because, I mean, I guess what came out of the first lockdown as well was that most people are, are, are coping okay. It's an, it's an unpleasant experience or it's a new experience, uh, certainly unique, uh, but we can get through it. We have to turn our attention to the most vulnerable, and that's where that be kind message comes through, where people, you know, we're, we're told to, to physically distance, but we can also check on vulnerable neighbours and family, can't we? And I guess that's one message that would be worth uh, putting out there. Yeah, absolutely, and I think the the, the key the key one there is making sure that you're keeping safe, um, sticking to the to the recommendations and and the guidelines that the government are putting out, sticking to that two meters away from people. And if you're out um, and you're leaving your home wearing a mask, um, I, I can't stress enough that we need to work as a as a as a city and as a community to um, ensure we stop the spread of of the, um, this particular variant um, because there are a lot of vulnerable people um, in communities that um, unfortunately may struggle um, more um, if, if this sort of it sticks around too much longer and we really don't want to see that happen. No. Um, let's. I mean, we've talked about the, the testing infrastructure there and certainly the testing station on Main Street. Uh, its capacity appears to have been tested and it's it's found to be satisfactory. Um, what do we know about any preparations in the hospital uh, in particular? Because I remember first time round, you know, the beds were trying to be cleared, staff were getting ready. Have they gone to that extent or are we kind of in a holding pattern at the moment there? Um, well, look, Fraser, um, I'm not actually all over top of the, the preparations that the hospital um, are at, I'm, I'm afraid. So I'm, I'm unable to really give you a, a direct answer um, to that one, I'm no, afraid. No, that's, that's fair I, enough. I, I, know, I know that they'll be working pretty hard to ensure that any um, all their plans are, are, are ready to go. Um, and 
and, and look, that team up there are, are pretty dedicated to ensuring that they're looking after our community and um, and certain the wider district, which is um, which is really important, and um, they do a great job. They certainly do. And and with the vaccines, are you aware of any conversations to implement uh, any uh, sort of Manfield esque drive through vaccination programs? Because I know uh, I've uh, booked my vaccination for September, and all of the locations that I could see were a little. Um, uh, pharmacies and, and 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 GPs offices. Is there anything on a large scale going to be happening? Well, absolutely. So um, we've been working with the DH, the local DHB, over the last few days, um, and um, as of yesterday, they actually stood up a um, drive-through vaccination centre um, at the arena um, at the speedway pit. So my understanding is around uh, increasing their capability to ensure that we can um, vaccinate as many people as possible. So that um, that was stood up yesterday. Um, they'll be certainly booking those um, through through the booking system, um, the online booking system, um, and certainly encourage um, everybody to um, that is over the age of 12 to um, go through that process of getting vaccinated. Um, I'm lucky enough to have already been vaccinated, um, and, and it was a great experience. Um, the... Um, yeah, it was a brilliant experience, to be quite honest, and I really recommend anybody to, to go ahead and get vaccinated. Um, I know the DHB are certainly uh, working on um, trying to ensure that they have the capability um, and uh, looking at some other projects around um, lifting the vaccination centres um, to, to help vaccinate more of our people in our communities. Cool. Uh, we are here with Jason McDowell on the catch-up, uh, looking at Palmerston North City Council's response to the lockdown and the pandemic as it stands at the moment. Obviously, we have this new Delta variant, variant which is uh, more of a concern than the original, if that's uh, uh, something that you can wrap your mind around. Uh, Jason, we've, we've obviously been talking about some of the things that the EOC has been doing. You briefly mentioned the BAU uh, staff, which, uh, for those not in the know and, and can't make it like me, it's the business as usual, I would assume. Um, what, what is still running at the moment during lockdown? I mean, I've, I've seen some wheelie bins out, but I don't know if that's through messaging or, or people just chancing their arm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we've, um, we've, we're lucky enough that we've um, got some dedicated staff um, within our organisation. And, and look, we've got our essential services um, still operating, so our rubbish and recycling are still being collected. Um, all of our facilities are still closed to the to the public in line with government um, guidelines. Um, obviously, our pools and playgrounds and the libraries are closed. Um, and but we have some of the other people that are still um, operating. As we have obviously uh, essential services around their animal control and um, animal welfare. So. Um, the team are still looking after the animals at Wild Base. Uh, we've got our wastewater, clean water, um, or actually our, our three waters teams that are, are out working um, every day ensuring that we've got good quality water um, and that those things are, um, are still fully operational for our community. Uh, and I assume which, that the wastewater, the wastewater people are also involved in in the testing of the wastewater as well, which is one of the tools the government need in order to uh, well contact trace. Yes, absolutely. So we've been lucky enough that we've been um, in the program um, of testing for 
I think um, it was mentioned about the last six weeks um, since we've completed some work up at the wastewater plant. So it's um, it's great to be part of that um, intelligence um, of um, network of intelligence really for our government to be able to make informed decisions and to to see that um, Palmas North is um, it um, certainly has negative results, which is great. Um, you mentioned you're in a lot of conversations with a lot of agencies. I'm wondering if the police are one of those agencies and if, if, if people are generally behaving during this lockdown. Um, I, we certainly, as a, as a regional group and, um, and a number of the team members here, certainly are engaging with the police. Um, There's probably not necessarily the information that we are sort of looking to, to ask of the police. Um, and from... I guess they're on the more interested in sort of talking to us around if there's any what happens next. Um, uh, certainly helping keep an eye on um, any issues that are happening out in the community, but they're not reporting um, anything that sort of stands out um, as, as being real issues. Um, but it might be worthwhile um, potentially having a chat to um, one of the local officers here. Um, for another segment on your on your radio station, definitely uh, we, we, we will hopefully do that. Uh, assuming, of course, that the the uh, lockdown continues, uh, we will find out in due course uh, whether uh, we continue the the lockdown for another weekend. Um, I remember back to the first lockdown, Jason. There were some issues. One of the key messages, you know, we we had all the you know physical distancing and two meters and and stay in your bubble. One of the key messages that um, Palmerston North City Council was keen to point out was don't flush wet wipes down the toilet. There were some real, yeah. real issues with that in the last lockdown. Have people learnt their lesson? Um, the wastewater team are continuously having that experience of um, we still are experiencing that, but not necessarily to the same degree, but it, it is a very key message. Please don't flush wet wipes down, down the toilet. Um, they do clog up the system, um, and and it's just more work for our essential teams. Um, look, we we would need to go in the rubbish bin. Um, it's far better place for them to go. Um, we don't want to block up their pipes. Um, that we don't we don't really want our teams to be out um, having to complete any major repairs to um, our pipes and our network to. Um, and we want them to stay safe. So if we can avoid that, um, putting wet wipes through um, a pipe network, um, that is absolutely would be just one of the best things that we can um, continue to wish for. But it's not just during lockdown. It's, it's a continuous message. Um, wet wipes don't go down the toilet and, and into our pipe network. Um, make sure they go in the bins. Um, that, that's probably the biggest one. Um, yeah, and, and, and thanks for bringing that, Fraser, because it is, um, a continuous um, concern that our wastewater team um, are continuously um, dealing with.
on a regular basis. No problem. Um, so we're getting near the end of the interview for now. I guess it's a, a good chance to just re- go over some of those key messages again. We've we've handled the wet wipes issue. Uh, people are hopefully familiar with the government's uh, response and messaging around physical distancing and bubbles and the like. If you're not aware of what those are, covid19.govt.nz is the place to go. It is all spelled out there for you. But in terms of a Palmerston North specific response and some of the challenges that you may have seen over the past uh, week or so, Jason, what are you wanting to tell people? And and also, actually, do you have the welfare number set up again or are you just running off your standard switchboards at the moment? Um, so I'll, I'll talk to you just quickly about the um, the, the welfare response. So um, at the moment, um, all welfare um, or sort of people needing assistance um, are being directed to MSD um, as the first point of call um, to for any of their welfare needs. They're certainly um, operational. They're very happy to um, have, um, to help um, at the community um, and pointing people in the direction of if they're needing any additional support. So at the moment, there is no 0800 number um, available to, um, to to ask for help. There is certainly um, the direction is to, to go to MSD for help um, and assistance uh, in, the, in that sense. Um, in terms of the Palmas North, I guess probably the big one is be kind. Um, follow the follow our, the, the guidelines um, that the government are giving us. Um, be kind on our essential services teams that are out uh, continuously working, um, and, and a big shout out to the to those essential services, to our nurses, our doctors, our supermarket workers, um, our rubbish collectors, wastewater teams, um, and um, yeah, we, we certainly um, and it doesn't doesn't just stop there. We start also thanking um, the local food banks and our community groups that are certainly continuing to support our uh, community. Thank you. Um, for continue to help our community, um, and and please just follow the follow the follow the um, the guidelines. Stay at home, be safe. If you're going to go out for a walk, stay in your local area. Um, and and probably that big one is just checking on your neighbours. And if you need help, there's um, certainly um, on the COVID nineteen website an avenue for you to go. Um, but um, you by all means. If, that's probably the big key messages um, there, Fraser. Yeah. And um, just if people are interested in getting the vaccine, book my vaccine uh, website is is there for that. But um, just remind us what the the deal is with the Speedway and the timeline for that. Um, So that has, that opened yesterday. Um, But the, that is absolutely um, completely run by the DHB. So uh, you'll need to, go to the um, vaccine website that they have available and um, we'll call the 0800 number to get booked in for your vaccine. Yeah, bookmyvaccine.nz is a good place to start. Also, whilst you were talking there, Jason, I brought up the MSD website and if people think that it might be a bit uh, hard to navigate, don't worry about it. Everything COVID-related is on the front page there uh, and they do have a contact us tab there as well with all the various ways that you can get in touch with them. Uh, Jason McDowell, Head of Risk and Resilience for Palmerston North City Council and uh, the man with his finger on the pulse in the eoc this week thank you for joining us on the catch-up 
No worries. And hey, look, thank you very, very much for the opportunity to talk to the community um, and stay safe out there. Indeed. And remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the Catch Up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up. We will be back tomorrow with uh, hopefully Ian McKelvey, MP for Rangitiki. Do join us then. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.